0: So I don't know how many of you guys uh, are involved with the ICPA in some way, whether you guys are taking classes or you're going to ICPA club, et cetera. But the latest um, ICPA magazine, which is Pathways, called Pathways to Family Wellness, which I hand out to all my patients, uh, just came out. And on the front cover is my friend, and mentor, who passed away, unfortunately, in 2019, Dr. Jeannie I don't know how many of you guys uh, ever had the good fortune of hearing her speak or actually meeting her. Um, <clears throat> she was an amazing visionary in chiropractic, and I just want to read something. What the ICPA did in their latest uh, issue here, which I'm sh- showing up over here, is um, <clears throat> they took all of her writing, her best writing, over the course of her years and put it into this one ICPA Pathways magazine, which I think should be required reading for every chiropractor in the world. Um, But I want to read just one selection of it for you, and it's a a piece entitled Guarding a Sacred Space. Almost daily, I see parents discussing the benefits of chiropractic care for their children. What many do not know is that chiropractors <coughs> have included children in their recognition for health and well-being since its inception of chiropractic. <coughs> Consider what Dee Palmer, was the founder of chiropractic, said in the Chiropractic Adjusters' Handbook, 1910: "Quote: The principles of chiropractic should be known and utilized in the growth of the infant and continue as a safeguard throughout life." When I first went to a chiropractor, he explained the importance of the nervous system in controlling all body systems and functions. I'll learn how the brain sends by message through the neurological impulses to the body and how messages from the body communicate via the nervous system back to the brain in a delicately balanced feedback loop, the volume spline training helps protect the central nervous system from injury. If, however, their alignment is altered or their movement is impaired, the development and function of the nervous system will be adversely affected. higher <coughs> the has addressed these misalignments with specific spinal and cranial adjustments. <coughs> When we clear obstructions to the nerve system, all these other systems and functions improve. The nervous system will better regulate the body, <clears throat> and the body <clears throat> will relay positive signals back to the brain. You can't get a better explanation of chiropractic than what Jeannie put right there, right? And and you know and here's the thing, you know, Jeannie was not someone who you know really dealt with the functional neurology like I am. <clears throat> She was talking all around right? And, and this is, to me, this was what's so amazing, is because she gets it, right? Didi Connor gets it. Why does the chiropractor get it, right? Chiropractors are brain based. It's as simple as that. I, I might be touching a backbone, but that's all I'll do is touching a backbone to get to the brain. I'm not touching the backbone just to fix the backbone, right? You can't. Like crap, I hate that term crap. Someone called up the other day and said, really nice. uh, someone called me, I could hear them talking to my this person talking to and say, I just want to come and get crap. And my CA is trained never to use that word. To, and, and, and correct people when they say that word, she's well Dr. Reed, he doesn't crack fast. You know, he adjusts signs uh, to make sure that his brain or system will work better. And yeah. that's <laughs> my, Today. And uh, and I can just I could hear the conversation because well, my front desk and my adjusting area is all like one big room. So uh, and I could hear the person probably saying something to the effect of, "Well, I just want to come and get cracked." And she said, "Well, but you got to do an exam first. We can't just adjust you without finding what's going on." For some- well, my only chiropractor, you know, what You just like I was like. Why are you going back to that chiropractor? pressure? Well, I just moved, so I you know. And I, and I was recommended to Dr. Rubin, by someone who I met here. Well, but that person who recommended you went through the whole exam, right? Right? There's things that we have, well, that that's not what I want. Well, then this, this is the right for you. It's as simple as that because what we're looking. I don't. You know what? I don't want people who don't want what we have, right? If you don't want the kind of brain-based that we're going to deliver, I am not interested in you as a patient, not as a person, you're a lovely person. I have no qualms about that person. I have no judgment, right? I have a judgment-free office and a judgment-free life. I judge nothing, right? It is what it is. But I don't want that mess in my office because I want someone who believes what Dr. King believes. I want someone who says that these misalignments in my spine are not just making my back feel bad, but they're changing how my whole body, or my kid's body, or my pregnant body is expressing itself. I want them to get that. And they don't have to get that completely before they walk in my office. I expect them to be free frame Some people are, but some people aren't. But what I do expect them to do is to be open to that, because if you're not open to that, you're not open to that, then this is not what I want. Like, I have this, this really great occupational uh, therapist that I refer a lot of patients to. And she said, it's really interesting, Dr. Mann, every single person you refer to to us is so nice. And I said to her, and it was kind of like she had a turn uh, working with her, and, and I, I said to her, I don't attract people that aren't nice in my practice. And the intern said, like, how is that possible? Right? And I said, because i transmitted energy that attracts certain things. Right? If I want a really nice, happy, loving family, then that's what I attract. Right? People who are not nice, who are filled with judgment and hate whatever, they, they can't stand being obedient. Like, if I drive around my office, and I can't feel this, like, whatever, I don't care because I don't want them in my practice. Once in a while, they stumble in, and they don't say. And you know what? That's good. Because I don't want somebody in my practice who doesn't fit. Right? We need to start thinking about what kind of practice do you want to create? And you may think that you have no control over the kind of patients that you get into your practice. No control over how you, you you know manifest the practice. But I'm telling you, you do. I'm telling you that you are the manifestor of your life. And how you think about it right now, and want right, you decide to be your your ideal patient, right? That's what's gonna start coming into your life. It'll us start right now. but really. it right. When I was here at at life, and Dr. Webster, who was the then president of the ICPA until she took over, and me, he passed away. Dr. Webster said, "If you want to see more kids." When you're in, in, in practice, they start seeing a now when put So I, I thought about that, I said, that's what I like that I did And, that's, and the way I do your experience is I saw a bunch of families. Right? So I had to go see a mom, and dad, and three kids, another And that's an easy way to get your numbers like this, because it's not about the numbers. Right? It was about me getting the experience of adjusting babies, and adjusting pregnant mamas, and adjusting kids. <coughs> Uh, and just like all ages while I was here in clinic, I didn't just think about minimums. I thought about what's the best experience. Right? And the same thing with my presidents now. I, I want the best experience. And to me, <laughs> the best experience is just like you said, it's about the brain-body connection. The brain-body connection. So when you are with your patients this week and in the next seven days, when you're in clinic, whether you're, you're in student clinic or you're an in clinic or wherever you want I challenge you to come up with a brain body conversation. I challenge you to see if, what the person thinks about that conversation. I challenge you, just, instead of just talking about, so really crappy weather we had on here. Huh? Yeah. Oh, like we watched the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Who cares? Right? If you want to talk about the Super Bowl, you want to talk about the World Series braids? Why don't you say, hey, do you know that every single NFL football team has a paraphrase? Right? Isn't that a much better conversation? You want to talk about the weather? Okay, oh, gosh, I can't hate this cold, weather. You know that it affects your, this person says that, you know that it affects your brain and nervous system? Do you realize that like like you have the water actually seeps into your body and it messes with the, the way the joints work. It messes with the way your are in the joints. There's something called proprioception. And it messes with the way you're, you're, the acrobat actually heals the universe. you realize. So that's why a lot of people say, Oh, I have more pain and eggs on a colder day or a wet rainy day. Take everything back to chiropractic. I challenge you to do that. And I challenge you to, to think about brain nurses and brain nurses and brain nurses. People are bringing it back, back, because you want to know why I see such nice people and why I have such great patient visit averages. Because I educate them one drop at a time, one drop at a time, one drop at a time, one drop at, at a time. If you don't educate them about who is going to? It's not going to be the TV. It's not going to be their friends. It's not going to be their parents. It's not going to be their neighbors. It's not going to be anybody else but you. If you don't do it, nobody will. Right? So when I have that patient in front of me, while my interns are adjusting, we're not just talking about the weather or the Braves or Super Bowl or whatever it is. We're trying to educate them about the entire time is why they're there, why are they so important? Because when our mom says to me, like our mom said yesterday, she said, my son, when he first started to see you, <coughs> he started posing, my son has don't no, has was standing like this, his hands were closed like this. In two months, the occupational therapist just the right other day said to her, it's interesting he's finally able to pick up like right, a circle kind of thing and put it onto a rod. He's finally able to do that. finally open his hand, <laughs> grab something, pick it up, collect like this, and put it onto a rod to drop it down. Like that David, you know, playing with her kids with staff, you know, these things, right? He's four years old. That's something like a six-month-old or eight-month-old should be able to do, you're starting to do. He's four years old, but in two months of adjustments, right, the mom says his brain is getting it. Finally. Yes. Yes. His brain is getting it. And why didn't he get it before? Because his brain in her system wasn't being turned on. But now what we're doing, we're think what we helps to do is to turn on that brain and nervous system. And when the, the patients see it, and the patients see it in their kids, that's when, <coughs> what Dr. Genie was talking about, <coughs> and what we've been talking about all along, that's when people get it, right? And I'm gonna pound this into you, right? I'm gonna pound this into you this board, because I really want you guys to start thinking about this. <coughs> because. You guys got like a year left, and by and when you're done, you're going to have formulated what it is you're going to say to your patients when they walk into your into your door, into your with your associate, wherever into your practice's door, right? What are you going to say to them? You might as well start honing that idea now and playing with it now when it doesn't really matter, because when it starts to matter, when you're paying mortgage and you're paying rent and you're paying salary and stuff, then matters what you say. So you might as well kind of play with it now. Kind of practice this, you'll say something to one of your patients and then say, what did you think about that? And that's okay because you're in a learning institution, sure they're okay with that. Right? So play with this kind of stuff and make sure, like, did you understand that and get feedback from it. Because this is the time to practice this. Don't be afraid. The reason the chiropractors out in the field don't need to say it is because they were too afraid to practice it now or they do not believe it. Let's just say they're too afraid to practice it now when they're in school and now they're out, it's too late. Because it's very hard to change. Once you get into like a rhythm or something, it's very hard to change that rhythm, right? So create your rhythm now. And my suggestion is the best way to do that is talking about the brain-body connection. <laughs>